Welcome back to Shifting the Gears. I'm Kiyoshin Sako, and today we have Ben. Uh, I'm going to butcher your last name, so I'm just going to call you Ben um, from Foxy Lady Racing. How are you doing today, Ben? Pretty good, man. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you pretty good. All right, sweet. Um, just like to make sure before we get too far, because one of the times I did it, um, you couldn't hear my audio for squat. And it was oh. episode, so I was like, it was Shane. Uh, was it Shane Davis? That was his episode, and then the audio just got chopped so bad. I was so mad. Um, all right, man. Um, so tell me a little bit. Tell us a little, a little bit about yourself. Can you tell I'm trying to still wake up in a sense? Yeah, I am too. But um, I don't know. I'm. I drive a '94 S10. I'm. Pretty much most of what I do is involved with cars in my life in some sort of way. I mean, at my work, I work with cars. I come home, and everything I do has always been someone involved with cars in somewhat in my life. I like it, man. Um, that has sense pretty badass, by the way. Thanks. Um, all right, so uh, what part of the country do you live in? Uh, I'm from Wisconsin, uh, in the La Crosse area. Midwest Midwest boys, I love it. Um, so do you do you own anything outside of the S10? Yeah, I have. What is it? Five other vehicles. Wow. Okay. So what what are, what are those? <laughs> well, I mean, my Tahoe I drive every day, but I also have a. A 1994 Mazda Miata that's of a 82 Chevy one-ton pickup truck. It's not. That's another project. And I have a 71 pickup truck. A Chevy pickup truck is long, along with a um, 80 Camaro. So you're a big Chevy guy. Yeah, kind of. Nothing wrong with that, man. I like the collection. Definitely like the collection. Um, what do you use the Miata for? That was just kind of a car that I got for... <clears throat> it was a good deal. I didn't really want a Miata. I was never really looking for a Miata. But such a good deal that I was just... Couldn't really pass it up, and I've just been messing around with it. Oh. I haven't touched it in any way, but... It's just been some car that I just, I'll let my friends drive it. I don't really care, but. Just a spare vehicle for you, really? Something to. Something that's fun to drive to work. Oh. That I don't have to worry about getting pulled over with either. Fair enough. Nobody, uh, I don't know about you, but I hate getting pulled over. It's just one thing I don't, one extra thing I don't like dealing with. Yeah. Um. So like uh, you said you work on cars. What do you do? Uh, I work at a fabrication shop here. So we specialize in a lot of, I actually I shouldn't act like I know everything. I started out as an apprentice in high school and I've been working there for about a year. But the shop I work at, we specialize in a lot of custom chassis, suspension, all sorts of stuff, uh, custom fabrication, mostly automotive. 
So, so would you say that helps, uh, helps in your drifting? I would, yeah, I have learned a lot with my work on just how cars act and how to set up vehicles, even though there isn't much to set up on my vehicle, ironically, in that sense, but I, yeah, I'd say it helped. That's awesome. Um, I always find it cool when you do something that helps one of your hobbies or passions. Cause there's so many, I, I find that there's a lot of people out there that do stuff that is totally away from what their hobby does. So it benefits them in no way other than getting them money to do their hobby. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what got you into drifting? Um, honestly, watching the Hoonigans. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I feel like I don't share the same experience with a lot of the other guys there of what that made them get into drifting because I'm so much younger than them. Because a lot of the things that they talk about that got them into drifting, I have no clue what they're talking about. All I know is some dudes from the Hoonigans who were ripping around in a parking lot and looked like they're having the most fun time of their life. I, I, w I will have to say, after I saw the Hoonigan, some of the videos, I was like, wow, this actually looks a lot more fun. Because like I saw it in like two fast speakers, or, you know, Tokyo Drift or whatever. But yeah, see those guys do it and see how happy they are. I was like, let me look into this stuff. Like, I never really dealt, like, dealt with it. And a yeah. couple of the guys I know, like uh, like Ross, um, when he first started out, and I was like, man, what are you guys doing? Like, you're just in a parking lot. You're going like, to get in trouble. I was like, you know, I didn't really understand the culture of it or, like, what it was about. So I was pretty ignorant in that aspect. But at the time, there was just a lot of, uh, in, like, the Chicagoland area, there was just a lot of people causing a lot of ruckus. So if the cops saw any kind of car gathering at all, it could be you and a few friends out to dinner. They were watching like Hawks. So I was like, God, oh, you know, be careful. Don't get in trouble. But now that I got to see it and experience it, it's pretty, it's different. It's definitely different. Yeah, um, it definitely is. Let's see. Um, how long have you been drifting? About three years believe sweet uh what card did you first start using or was it the s10 the whole time it's been the s10 the whole time oh sweet you got a good, good time to learn the chassis that's pretty cool um let's see so for drifting um what kind of gear or supplies do you bring to the track if you're at a natural track or the skid pad i we bring as much stuff as we can possibly fit in our trailer i have we bring a full toolbox i mean now we've gotten to the point where we just keep our tire changer and such in the trailer when i get to events if i need to change tires at lunch or after the end of the day i can um spare parts a lot of ignition stuff um just small parts that are easy to, you know, if I run into problems, something that I can diagnose just pretty easily with, you know, if it's, hey, it might be this, this usually goes wrong, or, you know, I have quick parts to fix something. That makes sense. Uh, just all, like, 
like you said, common stuff that you're gonna gonna pop more than likely. Yeah. Um. So let's see what what is the cheapest mod or enhancement that you've done to your S10. Cheapest as in just cheap or we'll go with cost wise. I don't know. Are you saying like that was the most impactful for the price? Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, let's do that. Um, that's a really difficult question. So there's realistically not a whole lot done to it. So what? Uh, what thing I'd honestly say the shift kit and my transmission was probably the biggest thing for the price wise that has made this truck work okay um, I, go ahead um what what is uh what all have you actually done to that truck because i won't lie when i first saw it i didn't know that was a truck you were drifting yeah. It looks so, no offense, like, it looks so commuter. It doesn't look drift car. It looks... I kind of meant to keep it that way. Okay. It, I, I appreciate that. It looks, like I said, I find it pretty cool. Yeah. I, I don't want to fill up the bed with stuff. I wanted to keep the bed and make it look like it's still a usable truck in some certain sense. Um, but <clears throat> the... The motor is a 383 stroker small block Chevy um, with a turbo 350 transmission behind it. That's neither our factory. Um, <laughs> it's got a 48.8 solid axle rear end in it. Um, it's still the factory leaf springs, but we kind of flipped some leafs in the rear. I have my truck never came factory with a rear sway bar. So I took a factory rear sway bar out of a rolled O2 Blazer and made mounts for my truck and a lot of work to the cooling system. I have straight up two radiators in my truck. Oh, well, that's for me, that's different. Jeez. I have uh, one in the front and one underneath my bed. So it, it, your truck is that hot without the... You did you find out that you needed two radiators, or were you did you already know just by the size of the engine bay, and like the engine, or was it just you put did the swap and then you're like, well, this is running way too hot. The cooling system has been a process over the last few years. Oh. I'm I'm sick of taking cool down laps. I could uh, I can definitely imagine that where you're like, All right, I'm, you know, I'm feeling good. This is a good run, and then. You gotta go take you know forty minutes to cool your truck down and essentially lose your, you know, lose your mojo. I'll call it. Yeah. Um. So, this one, this question I got from another podcast that I think is a good. I like the question. Um, if you could keep only one mod or change to your vehicle, what would it be? You can only keep one. I'd, I mean, obviously the motor, I can't 
I can't go without that. It's probably the most enjoyment I get from it. It sounds so good. Um, it's definitely fun. That's awesome, man. Um, so what's like the next mod you want to do? Well, I think the next two I have lined up, tire squirters, cool down my tires, and uh, designing an angle kit. Oh, I'm intrigued to see that one. I'm not a big fan of trucks when it's cool in a fabrication sense to be able to go through all the work and take a pickup truck like a Nissan hard body, like I see a lot of people do, and take BMW suspension or 240 suspension and toss it underneath the front and the rear. I mean, that's cool and all in a fabrication sense, but at the end of the day, you're driving a car with a truck body. It's not a truck anymore. Yeah, I want to be able to say that it's still a truck. Is that going to be like your overwinter project, or is it just little by little as you have to replace things? I have been working on it little, a little bit last winter, and this year kind of just got away from me. But well, I'd say uh, that's definitely. The fact that you already started on it and that you want to keep it as truck as possible is pretty cool. Um, and that you want to take it a different route. Yeah. And I, plus, I feel like it's going to make you a little more uh, connected to the car, if that makes sense. Like, you're going to understand your car way more with the kit you built. Or, you know, at the time. But when That's it's finished, if, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you'll you'll know exactly what needs it. Like if something goes wrong, you'll know exactly what where in the process it is or et cetera. Um mm-hmm. but hey, who knows, man? You might see some more SNs out there if you if people see that work out. Well, honestly, if I can sell an angle kit, that would just be a bonus. I just it's kind of something that I want to do just to be able to say I did it. But at the same time. It's a cool thought, but I just want to do something like that just to say that this is something that I like building stuff. Okay. I'll just put it like that. Yeah, you're definitely you're definitely hands on then. That's pretty cool. Um let's see. Just because I know we have another thing to cover. Normally I would just rant on for a while about your cars and stuff. Or you know, we just go on, but um Let's see, because there I I want definitely want to cover the daily drift because that's going to be a fun conversation with you. Um, so being that you got to you you're kind of taking a different approach to how you got into drifting and stuff, um, and the vehicle you're using. Um, what is some advice you'd give somebody who is interested in drifting? That's a another kind of something I never really thought about. When I think of advice that I'd give someone for drifting is honestly what the first two pieces of advice I had were, I mean, don't be afraid to crash your car. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Okay. I mean, don't get too invested into your build, especially when you're just getting into this kind of motorsport. I mean, drifting is not for everyone. So you want to get into it cheap. You don't want to be invested into a sport and then 
force yourself to like it. You got to let the fun come to you and just have fun with it. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um, yeah, I see some, for me, I see a lot of people who get, like, their, it's their first drift car, they're just getting into it, and they essentially build a spec car. Like, full-blown, you know, cage, two front ends, this, that, they get all crazy with it, and then they crash it in the first event, and they never drive again. Yeah. Um, see, people might say that I went too overboard with mine from the beginning, but I didn't think there was much done to it at the beginning. But, I mean, there's guys who go out there, and you never know. You never know what you might want to do. So, basically, just kind of go out, give it a whack, and uh, expect to you know, destroy your car. Well, prepare, be prepared. I wouldn't put it like that way, but, I mean, I just know that consequences to... happen and just have fun. Okay. And don't, it's not like you're aiming to crash your car. You still want to go home with a car in your trailer that you can drive off the trailer at the end of the day. But I mean, once you're into the sport and you know, you like it, then yeah, you can, you know, invest yourself more into it, but let your car go with your build with your driving skill, I should say as well first. So build as you go. Yeah. Build as you progress and invest more into your car the more you get invested into the sport if that makes any sense no that definitely does um definitely definitely does i see uh i'm like really into uh road course like door to door uh road course and like time attack and all that so track driving okay uh, and that's one thing i always got told was even if it's just autocross like go in with a bone stock car with fresh you know fresh pads like bring a set of extra brakes but go in with a bone stock car and as you like figure out figure out the limits and then do a change go back figure out your limits and slowly build in because you don't want to build an you know scca spec car for you know whatever and come to find out you're you know you end up not liking it now you just put all this time and money into something that you're never going to use yeah. Uh, definitely. So it seems like it's kind of a universal one of the thing I've gotten most so far is number one, go out and have fun. 100%. Uh, and then uh, number two is be accepting of the fact that you, like you said, not if you crash, but when you crash, like it's going to happen at some point, you know, but be willing to, accept the fact that it's going to happen yeah i mean wow. you can't get bummed out over it because everyone does it at one point yeah i just seen how close some of you guys got to those walls was like jesus, jesus. Well, i mean i mean don't take road racing for granted either and any in any kind of motorsport you're pushing this machine to its limits i mean the human person isn't perfect. You're going to break the limits once in a while. And when you break the limits, I mean, bad stuff can happen. Exactly. It happens. Um, definitely. And I feel like as far as that goes, like so many people see it as, oh, but there's runoff room. There's runoff room until you're running into a tree or you're running into a 
wall or you know you get spun out and then not you know you're flipping whatever it might be so there's definitely definitely a risk for any motorsport Oh yeah. um let's see um so if you could give advice to somebody on let me rephrase that what do you think is the best way for somebody to get better at specifically drifting See time. awesome Just drive the car. that's Get out there and drive and bring as many tires with you as you can. Get your car to a level where you can just don't focus on keep on doing the next upgrade and the next upgrade. I mean, if you're into drifting and you have your stock car, you know, you've gotten to the point where you're good and you can take it to the next level. Take your car to that one next level and then get good with the car. Don't, I mean, get yourself, get your car to a place where you can just consistently drive and get better. Absolutely. Um, You'd be surprised how much a car can do. I was like, you know, I was impressed with just seeing what some of you, seeing the progress of some people I've seen and like learned about and recently, you know, kind of just looked back at and it's amazing. Like there's some stuff that you guys can do with these vehicles that pretty factory that I didn't, I was like, did not see possible of, Oh, yeah. I was like, man, that's insane. I was like, you're a car guy. I was like, yeah, but I kind of keep mine in like a reserve half of, I have to drive my vehicle to work every day. And if I blow mine up, I'm kind of in the catch 22 of, well, what am I doing now? Yeah. Um, that's my, that's the one advice I've given to a few people. Of like, even though I don't compete in any motorsports, of save up and buy a shit box that you can drive to work, a beater with a heater, or something, and just be ready to buy a backup car. Because if it, you know when something goes wrong, you don't want you don't want to be stuck with your only vehicle and no mode of transportation. Uh, transportation, you live forty minutes from work. Oh yeah, because I've done that, and it sucks. I had to go out that night and go find a car to buy. Yep. Not not a fun time. Not a fun time. Especially uh Midwest winters. It's not like it's, you know, Arizona where you can bike to work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. I had to walk to work a couple days because I blew up my transmission. And it was my only car. And I lived it was only like six miles. That was the worst six miles. I did that. I walked to work one time. And then I paid one of my employees to come pick me up in the middle of winter. That sucked. It was not, not recommended. Um, yeah. So let's see. So this past weekend uh, on the second, um, I got to see a bunch of you guys up at daily draft invitational. Um, I have a couple of questions for you on that one. Um, have you ever competed in a mind you, this is a first, it was a first year, um, at first invitation for daily drift. So I think it was pretty cool. I feel I feel like it turned out well. Oh yeah. I think it, I was very surprised with how it it turned out. Like I, I came up and you know, I talked to Adam a little bit before and he told me that like he had started the daily drift series and he was wanted to do an invitation and everything. So I was like, oh cool, but what's going on? Where is it at? And essentially, 
I did like no offense to Adam at all, at all. I didn't think you guys were gonna get fifteen or twenty cars because I didn't know if you know what the feedback was or what other events were going on, and you know just life with people are gonna be free for it. Mm-hmm. I think the turnout was absolutely awesome. Yeah. No, the first year for is always a mystery. Um, so have you ever competed in a competition? No, that was my first. Well, my first actual real like competition. I've done two of the little hyper drifts at one of the regular drift days at Shawano, but this was my first actual competition. Like first actually like head to head bracket style. Yeah. That's neat. Um what well, what were your expectations or goals going into the event? Honestly, very low. I did not expect for much. Um because in both the hyperdrifts, I lost in my first battle. So all I wanted from this last weekend was to not get knocked out of my first battle, and I would have been happy. I, I, I say you succeeded at that quite well. I was happy that I didn't lose in my first battle. Oh, man. Um, especially with some of the – like, as I started seeing some of the cars go up of, like, who was, comp- who was competing – and then seeing that there were like eight or ten people in standby, yeah, um, that want like reserve spots just in case something went wrong, and they were able to compete. Um, like I said, I as I saw the cars going up, I started seeing more and more like, wow, there's a first off in my mind, at least in my perception, there's a massive, I I want to say, I guess budget difference. Because you have some guys in very stock cars to some that were not very stock at all. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. That was one thing I noticed. But that's also pretty cool. And people of all levels and backgrounds being able to do the same thing. It was was neat. It was uh, eye-opening for me just seeing the different skill levels. Um, something I forgot to ask you earlier as you were talking about the, your, your truck and trailer. What do you use to tow your trailer? We have a, a Duramax crew cab. That, that truck is my, my dad's truck. Ah, okay. But it's yeah. definitely, uh, definitely, I'd say it's a pretty damn good choice of a tow rig. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, so being that you were not expecting a whole lot, um, how do you feel you did? Cause you ended up winning, which shocked the hell out of me after I heard you had an automatic transmission. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it kind of shocked the hell out of me too, because pretty much from the top eight and up, I was expecting to lose. Like I saw your guys you're going against, and they were very consistent, um, very very consistent. I expected I didn't expect to get past 
when I saw who I was going up against, Jeff, in the top eight, I didn't expect to get much farther, especially when I saw his name. Which one? Which car was he in? Uh, that C6, the black C6 vet. Oh, is that the one they call hybrid vet? Were... I don't know. I don't know him very well. I've just seen him at a few events, and I've seen him drive, and he looks like very he he's a very intimidating driving style is what i have seen him i definitely um that's one thing i i took away from it um just because speaking of driving styles was the different driving styles i've seen in my first that was my first event i've ever, ever gone to um, oh i saw drifting at like grid life and stuff but like an actual dedicated drift event that was my first one. So it was cool seeing all the different, like you, uh, like you said, all the different vehicles that you got to compete against. Um, people were super welcoming. Like I did not expect that. Cause I grew, I grew up around drag racing. Oh yeah. Yeah. No drifters are not the same as drag racers. Like night and day. Now don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some really nice communities out there in drag racing, but the bulk of them I met. Are, Everyone's got their secrets in drag racing. Yeah. It's like, you know, especially when they see a, a kid trying to alert, look at the car and they get mad at the kid. It's like, dude, the kid's interested. This is what the hell is going to keep the motorsport going. Like, uh, like I said, just very different. Very, very, very different. Um, a lot of clicks, a lot of not talking to people. They do their run, they go back and they don't talk to anybody. Like, drifting so far is vastly different and I think that it's completely badass. It's very welcoming. Um, but, oh yeah. Um. So so you won your first battle, then you got to Jeff. Um, and I, if I recall that, you were consistent, and that was a good that was a good battle. Um. And then you got to the top uh, top four. Were you nervous, or were you just shocked the fact that you're like, hey, I made it past the top eight? I think my mindset kind of changed. At at first, I was just content with losing to Jeff going into that battle and then, you know, just be happy I made it to the top eight. But after I won that, I kind of, I don't know. I didn't really think much, and I just kind of thought to myself, what if? Then you started, would you say, I, I phrase this weird, but you kind of locked in after that. Like, you really zoned in? I mean, kind of. I just... Zoned in the whole day. It moved really fast after the top eight. Like, it seemed like after... Once it got to the top eight, it seemed like... I didn't I didn't even get out of the vehicle. I mean, I was just lining back up because everything was moving so fast. It was. I was pretty impressed with that. Um, it was a very well-run event, by the way. Yeah, I was very, very surprised um, seeing how smooth it went. Because, again, for me, that was my first one. So I've never seen um, – I've seen it on, like, Snapchat and stuff, but I've never seen it live and organized and um, where the volunteer, you know, staff stood and everything. So I think that was pretty neat. Um, but, yeah, I noticed – I only saw a few people get out of their car, and that was um, – well, when if and when they got knocked out. Well, basically, when they got knocked out, or if they had to fix something on their car really quick, um, and they had an extra minute or two because of a 
one more time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or like, and that was it. Like you guys seem pretty, pretty locked in and ready to go. Um, let's see. So what I'm going to do is we're going to pause this. I'm going to start another room and we're going to go back at it. All right. All right. Um, so yeah, we were talking about the, how fast the event was moving. Um, essentially not many people got out of their car, um, as long as they were still in the battles. Um, and then you got to the top four. Who'd you face in the top four? Um, I haven't met a lot of them. It was a guy in a blue E46, I think was his car. Yeah. I faced him. He was he was also a really good driver. Um, yeah, I saw that one. I was like, man, that's I was like another one that until I looked at it, I didn't think was competing because it was very inconspicuous. If it's the same one I'm thinking of, um, yeah, it was super it was very clean and like definitely definitely could wheel. Um, you guys were you specifically were surprising me. Um, first off, you're one of the only pickups, what, one of two trucks in the event. Um, and the fact that you were an automatic definitely took me by surprise too. Um, but just the driving in general was really good. Um, there's only one or two battles that unfortunately just a mechanical failure or spun on the first one and then just did not have a good chase run. Um, yeah. There's one of those, like, there's a few that were like, all right, yeah, that guy's definitely out because of whatever, you know, mechanical failure. Well, you guys are definitely not going to be able to get to the auto store and back to get a new axle in five minutes or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely good, good runs. Um, I actually got back partway through that, that uh, top four matchup. And I, cause I heard, I was like, oh shit, I'm missing something. Um, and came back and, with how loud your vehicle, all these vehicles are, I couldn't tell who was running sometimes because of the drag, uh, drag strip. Yeah. You know, I ran to go grab a quick bite to eat and I came back and I was like, oh crap, they're back. Like, let me not miss anything. Um, did you one more time that one or was that a two and out? Nope, that was, uh, I believe that one was one and done. Okay. Um, and then one more time. The guys before us for the um, God, I forget his name. I think his name was Chris, and that Z that I ended up going up against was, I think they went one more time at least once, not twice. Who was it that did like three one more times, or was it just because we had uh, they had like two matches back to back that were uh, one more times? Well, I think the first round they wanted them to do it one more time. Uh, the other guys in the top four, I think they wanted them to do it one more time. But if I remember correctly, the one guy broke a wheel. So they let him change that wheel and go back out. I think the only comment I heard from somebody was his comment was, oh, it's cool. I have more in the truck. I'm like, well, okay. Those are pretty nice wheels that just got destroyed. Um, yeah, because we we saw him clip the wall with his tire, and then 
Somebody's like, oh, what was that? Part of his bumper? Somebody's like, no, that was his wheel. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I like the fact that they have that yellow barrier and then the actual girders. I appreciate that. Yeah. Especially seeing that Miata move that barricade like a foot. Yeah, I didn't see that. Like he like over rotated or something or just like it didn't kick, I guess. Sounding really stupid here, but it didn't didn't kick for him. And you just saw him hit the brakes and just looking at the wall going, well, here we oh, go. Yeah, yeah he just see- slid. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, that wasn't as bad as the ones that I heard went into the other wall. I don't remember. I didn't even see that one or know who it was. Uh, I don't know. He's a... Uh, he's... Somebody that, uh, like, there was one of the group I know, um, basically a, a buddy of mine, Maurice. He was his friend's, uh, I think it was, I think it's an E36, the blue, uh, silver one. He put in and just wrecked that entire back end of that car. Man. Um, but after that, they ended up moving the lights back, moving the girder to a single one because they had it like barricaded off with a peak. Um, I saw the BRZ or FRS, whatever it was, go off. And it looks like he only had a light script, like light issue, but he looked fine after that. Um, I know Shane did some damage on the back of his Mustang. There was a couple, but I think the worst one I saw was um, that BMW wrecking the driver quarter panel. Driver quarter panel. Huh. Um, yeah, I only saw them how moved the barriers were from afterwards it looked sketchy from across where i was at um but i'm definitely thankful for those girders because they definitely got moved a few times yeah but that's what they're there for at least it's i mean we weren't going super fast either so no that's that's what it it looked like some of them were going faster than others, but I think that just kind of comes with uh, A, power, and B, um, a level of sanity I don't think I'm ever going to reach. <laughs> like, yeah. It looks fun, though. I definitely wouldn't mind going out and giving it a whack just to experience it and learn how to, but yeah. um, it looks fun. Like, And if I did, it'd probably be a streetable, like a streetable drift car. Like, just go out, slide around, learn how to control the car and then drive it home. Yeah. I feel like drifting would be very useful knowledge to know for say road racing. Cause I mean, you guys get mixed up in corners once in a while. And yeah, I definitely see a lot of guys. Um, I was going to do an event this year, but I couldn't get the car ready in time because it would have been my first one. So it would have been like a HPDE, I guess. Um, and unfortunately, just all the tracks and having to change jobs. And then COVID yeah. definitely uh, COVID definitely put a damper on it. And after COVID hit, I was like, because I had it stuff lined up to go get my uh, start doing the SCCA stuff to get my license and everything. And then COVID hit and I was like, you know, it's not even worth it, at least for me right now, because this cost of everything's gone skyrocket. Um, classes got cut down to like a portion of what they were. 
the restrictions of this and that. And I was like, you know what? I'll just wait. And I started looking at stuff like, you know, autocross or drifting and stuff. But I just I like I love spectating. I love watching. I love analyzing stuff. So for me, it was cool. But I grew up around drag racing and I myself got into watching and learning more about, um, you know, track driving or, you know, course racing. Yeah. I found it more fun. Um, cause at the time I, I never knew drifting existed, but I grew up around that. And the only other major motorsport I could watch was NASCAR. Yeah. So for a while, it just, for me, it got boring. Cause it was like, it's the only motorsport on, there's gotta be something else out there. Exactly. And who knew there was a bunch of motorsports out there. Never heard of Indy till I was like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's just what happens when you grow up in a dry, you know, grew up more around a particular motorsport or a particular thing in life. Yeah, um, I can agree with that. But hey, it's always something new to learn. But yeah, it's uh, definitely impressed. Um, so for your final battle. Um, your final battle because I like how they did it for the top four. They didn't say who was who was placing where. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Of like a kept everybody on their seat. But on your final battle, um, what were you thinking? Like, what was going through your head? Were you ready for it, or were you just happy to be where you were at that time? I was just happy to have made it that far. Me and him, after we were done with that battle, and all four of us were just kind of standing there we both jokingly kind of turned to each other and asked who won (laughs) i mean like because at the time you really didn't know who won yet no Uh, i mean from the videos i've seen he didn't he did pretty good yeah it looked like you both did pretty good um but as it's hard for me to see through some of the smoke sometimes across the across the pad but yeah, um, yeah, it's def- I saw that go up, and I was like, all right. And like, just when you guys all lined up, you heard people going back and forth of who got first, who got second, you know, or what what your standings were gonna be. Yeah, and man, that like seeing the cars that hit the final was it you, Kmar, um, the Z, and then who was uh, the other one? That BMW. I never caught his name either. Okay. Um, I meant to go grab his name, like just to like meet people, but I saw you guys locked in and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let them go. Cause they're eight, you know, at the start of the day, you guys are getting ready. And towards the end, it was like, you know what? I have an hour and a half drive home and I'm going to hit traffic. So I wanted to go home and eat. Um, yeah. But it was definitely cool. Like I, I had no idea who I knew you, like all four, like both battles, I mean to say, were definitely close. So I had no idea where any was it was at, but there were so many different opinions of like who's gonna land where and this and that. But it was cool. I was very happy with the outcome. Um, but what what do you think when you found out you won? I don't know, honestly. You're like, wait, I won. I was. I don't know. It was just something 
Any, I honestly can't even tell you what I thought because it was just everything went really fast. I was very surprised myself that I was able to kind of just chill and not mess up. I think that's uh, something I noticed as it, as the event went along, like even through practice, seeing people kind of settle in and get comfortable. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like no matter how much, how long you've done something, you still get those like event jitters or whatever. You get in your head. Yeah. I, yeah. Perfectly way to state it. Um, but I definitely noticed a few, few of you guys settle down and kind of roll. Yes. Cat. Yeah. Sorry. My cat's in like get my attention. Um, yeah. So something I personally noticed, um, was how fast you guys are willing to give ride-alongs to people. Yeah. Like, I only say that because, like, after the event, you know, you guys took your photos and everything, and I saw you guys chit-chatting and, you know, congratulating each other, which I thought was awesome. Um, but how fast people got in and started grabbing passengers for ride-alongs, and they had people lined up ready to go as soon as you guys <clears> – <throat> announce who was there like you saw people already already lined up with passengers ready to go yeah i didn't actually give someone a ride along at that event but i feel like drifters are kind of i feel like there's a little bit of show off in every person who's into drifting i could see it drifting is very so very much so a spectator sport it's very much so a lot of style and I don't know how to quite explain it right, but more so spectator sport than, say, you know, wheel-to-wheel racing or whatever. Yeah, but. just it's it definitely has that spectator aspect, and I think it's pretty awesome where you get to show somebody, especially for ride-alongs specifically, you could take somebody that you've never met or somebody you've known for 10 years and they can experience it and see what you're doing in person and feel it in the car and see, like, actually witness you do it versus just pictures or videos. Like, it's different, if that makes sense, when they're physically there with it. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Like, and I didn't see, I didn't hear a single compl- driver complain about giving ride alongs. I, I think the complaint I heard was, man, I wish we had more time for, runs yep and i like for me that made me smile when i was leaving i was like i gotta come back to this thing this is pretty damn fun and i, I didn't realize how good was i don't think i've ever met a drifter who doesn't like giving ride-alongs and I, I feel like the only time they'd say no is if they have to leave like they have to leave or the car's broke but I, I see it next. Hey, next time you're here, I'll give you a ride along. Yeah. I've told people no because I'm like, hey, I'm having issues and I'm just trying to figure them out. You know, it's not working right. So I don't want you to be in an unsafe vehicle. That's that the only sense. time I would tell someone no. I mean, no, no, I love it. Like, it's you're putting somebody's safety up there and you're diagnosing. So you want to be able to focus. And that makes sense. I, you know, I fully back that. And 
I appreciate when people do that. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I got to do my first ride along. Um, because we were sitting there and some of the judges came back and we're sitting there just chit chatting like, "Hey, how'd you like the first event?" Blah blah blah. I was like, "Man, part my like this is fucking awesome. Like this is what you guys do every weekend or every every few weekends." Like, yeah, like anytime GLD has a day, we come like we'll try to come up and do runs or go to USA or you know whatever wherever you guys happen to go that weekend. And I thought it was awesome. Like it was cool. Um, so we're sitting there, and my buddy looks at CJ, uh, Colin. Oh, yeah. He's like, you, him, car, go. He's like, where's your, he needs a helmet. He goes, he's taking mine. I was like, sweet. You Luckily, hopped in with Colin? Yeah, I got, that was my first ever ride along in a drift car. That, Colin's a hell of a driver, and he's got a hell of a car. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, all right. Uh, so I was just kind of, you know, waiting in line with him, kind of BSing about his car, like just asking questions on stuff. And he's like, all right, you ready? Yep. And I think they were sitting right by initiation. Is that what you guys call it? Yep. Um, and they're like, yeah, it's funny. We saw your head snap. I was like, yeah, I didn't, did not expect those kind of G-forces to come out of that car. Yeah. Is That's exactly what I thought in my first ever ride along in a drift car. Because I'm like, okay, it doesn't look that bad. And then I was like, well, I don't have to crack my neck later. That's awesome. It was so cool, though. Like, definitely, definitely can wheel. And his car is pretty, pretty badass. Like, it's nice to see it. And it was awesome to see it in person, get in the car and go for a ride along. Especially after seeing so many photos of it and everything. Um, at, like, grid life and stuff from people. So it was pretty neat. Um, I'm definitely, ex- I'm definitely going to be buying a helmet just to keep in the car during season. So if I ever go to an event and I can have a chance for a ride along, I'm definitely going to, definitely going to do that because that was awesome. That was that was something, man. Um, mm-hmm. I was supposed I was supposed to go for a ride along with Mason and Shane, but I guess Mason uh, had some mechanical issue, and then um, I couldn't find Shane at the end of the day. But I saw what time it was, and I was like, ah. We have like five minutes left. There's no way we're gonna get like thirty more cars through here. It's definitely cool. I'm super excited to go back. But yeah, if you're ever in an event, dude, I definitely uh, if it's cool, I definitely want to snag a ride along because yeah, for sure, it definitely something neat. Um, so let's see. I got I got one more question for you, really. Um, and then we have like one or two Instagram questions. But um, for me, I was curious at this at the start of the event. Um, when you saw who was attending, who were you most excited to drive against and who are you least excited to drive against? Most excited to drive against mm-hmm. was probably Joe. And which he, one did he have? Sorry, I don't he know. Broke his, he broke his car in practice. He had the purple RX-7 with the LS in it. Oh, okay. I've driven with him a lot. I love driving with him, and I thought if we were able to be put up against each other, I thought that would have been a cool-looking battle, being two guys that I didn't know a lot of the people who were actually on the list for this, or at least I have never driven with them. 
That's There's a lot of guys that I had seen for the first time. Um, a few people I talked to were just in passing. That was a very common thing I heard was I've never like I don't know who this person is, but you know, I like I you know, I like the car they can drive, whatever it might be, but just the I don't know who a lot of these people are. And seeing them still interact was pretty neat. But that seemed like a very big general consensus from people I I heard in passing. Um was just the the new new names, new cars. Yeah. Um well, I'm definitely hoping you can run with them at the next one. Um, if there's a next one, I'm definitely definitely hoping to see that because um, something I hear from a lot of people, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I've heard, is it's always fun battling somebody that you drive with a lot because you guys can push your limits a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because you you know you're used to that person, you have that understanding, and you know nine out of ten times how that person is going to react to what they're going to do yeah which i think is cool i would definitely okay now they know that that definitely would have been really cool to see um see you two battle it out because i think that would have been a pretty good battle just watching him in practice and everything i think that would have been pretty fun um yeah and then who were you least excited to drive against as and you could take it as some of you didn't want to drive because you don't like your style or Whatever it might be, just you you were least excited going, I uh, I really don't want to drive against this guy. I wouldn't say quite least excited like that, but I'd say most most nervous, nervous to go up against was probably Corey in the orange BMW. Is that the one with the kind of bigger wing? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I saw man, that guy can wheel. Like I said, all you guys can drive for sure. I have I have driven with him only a few times, but the times that I have driven with him, he can outdrive the shit out of me. So definitely so, somebody you want to. I could. He was definitely someone I was trying to avoid in the in the competition, which I ended up not happening. But Corey is a very good driver, and he was one that I saw on the list that I was like, okay. He can outdrive me nine times out of ten. I mean, you're like, all right, well, let's see how this goes. If I go up against this guy, <laughs> yep. Oh man, it that that's pretty cool. Like seeing all the, uh, seeing people interact and just see. Because for me, I see like I I follow a few of the photographers, like some of the media people, and just in general. I see a lot of these cars, so I see cars, and I know the car. I don't know names. I don't know faces. Like, you know, again, my first event going in, I'll definitely be at a lot more events, spectating and, you know, interacting with people. Um, Just to get to learn more and be around the, you know, community more. Um, Definitely really cool. I like that you guys are close, and it's not $500 to get in to go watch a race. Pretty cool. Um. You know, it's budget-friendly, go, go spectate. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I like the fact that even if people were, I don't want to say outmatched, um, but just against somebody who might have more skill, more time in the game, um, whatever it might be, just somebody they were nervous to drive against, how comfortable you guys looked and how close you guys were getting. Like, you guys were really 
you guys made it a competition. And I think that was pretty cool. Um, and everybody went home safe. We only had one yeah. or two, uh, one or two injuries to cars. So, cars happen. Yeah, that was a uh, the I saw like I said I saw a couple of you guys getting like really close. A couple of the um near collisions at the end of the event, like oh after everybody's runs, we're like oh yeah. oh, oh, oh oh was it the somebody and the Corvette? Was it the two Corvettes? Or was it the Corvette and the Nissan? Either way, two cars and like you, one of them was just barreling towards the other one, and I was like, oh no, this is not going to be good. No, Jeff was one of the Corvettes. Yeah, that's that's what I was talking about by a very very aggressive driver. I mean, just that on your door, like you know, just diving in on someone that hard, kind of aggression. Which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's definitely that's just a different style driving. But that's, I mean, a very they're both very wild drivers, and they were both their chasing and proximity was insane. Yeah, it's definitely um because I I always got told about different styles and this and that, and now I saw it in person. It makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah. That's one of those guys that I would never, ever want to have chase me. I, in battle, yeah. But <laughs> if he's going to be on my door like that when we're just running, that's pretty cool. Okay, fair. Yeah, I say for me, like I've never drifted before. Um, I've gone for one ride along, and I've just done a lot more um, Mexico racing. Okay. <laughs> um. I said I never I never got the chance to rephrase. I never took the plunge into competing in motorsports. Um, just never had the finances to do it. But now that I getting a little bit older, I guess you can say, uh, definitely looking into it more. But yeah, it's cool. Um, I like your view of it though. Like if you're just doing a run, you want him. You kind of want him on your door to gain the experience. Yeah. Um, and just get better because it's gonna do nothing for nothing negative for either of you. Exactly. Um but shoot, um yeah, that's it's really um I guess overall. I sorry, I'm sidetracked. My head goes hundred hundred different directions. Um overall, what did you think of Daily Drift? I think it was a really good event. I think he did a really good I was very surprised. Usually, first event like these, I went to the Brew City Banger for the first year that they did that event. Mind you, that was a great event. But, I mean, you know, there was things that they could improve on, like any first event. There was things they could improve on. I mean, there was guys who crashed. But it went smooth. But Adam, with this event that he put on, I mean... There was not much need to improve. I think there was, you know, a few things, but you can always, it's a great first learning experience for the event, but I think it went as smooth as it could have for their first event. There was probably the best outcome for how that event ran and how it ended up. Yeah. 
That's awesome to hear, um, especially from a competitor. I heard a lot of people say good things. Just like Sarah, uh, just at the end of the at, at the end of the event or throughout the event, how happy people were and how smooth it was running. Um, so hearing from a competitor was good. That's awesome to hear. I think Adam did a great job too. Um, so let's see. Um, if they have another inv uh, another invitational because it looks like he's going to do the series again next year but if they have another invitation are you going to compete oh yeah i think it would be fun to do it again definitely some place that's local ish and you're not having to go like states away yeah i mean i don't think i'm at the skill level of going to all that you know trying to get into pro-am or clutch kickers or big stuff you know i'm this is a good beginner competition a good entry level competition to get into definitely um and I, like i said i feel like with how it laid out this year i feel like it's going to happen again if they do it again next year or just a series in general um especially specifically the invitational um seeing the variety of cards and the skill levels because there was a couple people that looked like they definitely did a lot more than um some local events yeah but also yeah i think there was but i think chris was still pretty new to that car if that's who you're talking about i don't mean to no it's bad uh, about him because i'm definitely not trying to say anything bad about him he was great driver but i actually talked to him a little bit afterwards and he really hasn't i think everyone there was still pretty new to comp driving i think some have done a little bit more but i think we were all kind of still kind of new to comp. still kind of new yeah some people it was their first first event but some people were like this is my first year ever doing events or this is my first you know Definitely. Still, um, still a lot of new drivers to competitions, I think, from what I heard, at least. One of the ones that stuck, uh, stood out to me was that um, red, white, and blue Corvette. Oh. That that one looks like, again, I have no idea who this guy is, so if I'm wrong, don't hate me. But he looked, he like how the covers were presented, it definitely looked like he did more than just local competitions. Um, but it, I I just found it cool because you you had a spectrum of people and anything from what looked like a, a spectator to a backyard build to somebody and then you have other people who are full full blown custom like you had the whole spectrum um, and I think yeah. it turned out great. Um, so Instagram questions we've got we've only got two. Um, one of them you already answered. It was from. The Daily Drift Competition Series asked, looking back at the roster, who are you happy you didn't have to meet in battle? Um, and was it, you said Jeff, uh, the BMW? Uh, it was Corey in that BMW. Okay, so, I'm sorry. Corey. Um, would you add anybody else to that, that list, or was that your main person? After when I finally had to go up against him, and I knew I was going up against him. Yeah, Jeff, I was very, I was very, how do I word it? Not, I was confident he was going to win. I was confident that 
I wasn't going to beat that driver. Okay, for sure. You, know, you definitely definitely came out on top on that one. Um, but it was a good, like I said, it was awesome to see everybody driving and excited to see what you guys do next year for that. Uh, but I hopefully you get to run against Jeff again next year, um, which I'm sure you will at some event. And then you, maybe you'll be a little more confident or whatnot. Um, but now that I said, now that you ran against him, did you, does your confidence change? You know, funny thing enough, not really. <laughs> His car is friggin' fast and that dude can drive. I mean, I think the only thing that was saved me is because I was consistent in leads. I mean, he had a few mistakes that if he wouldn't have done, I think he would have easily taken it. Well, I'm definitely excited to see you guys battle it again next year at some point. Um, but hey, you got to do it. So you tackled a you tackled a mountain. I'd say that was a mountain of a challenge. Um, Thank you. And then we've got one from Adam. So Adam likes to send two questions. One's always a funny one or something kind of off the wall. And then he sends an actual question or like a, a drifting question. So his first one is, you go out to a wedding. Are you wearing fun socks or black socks? It's got to be fun socks. Hell yes. As uh, long I don't even care who it is. If I'm going <laughs> to your wedding, I'm wearing fun socks. You got to have some fun with it, right? You might make somebody smile. Exactly. Um, and then his drifting question, or his uh, his more serious question is, what do you see as the future of Midwest drifting? Of Midwest drifting? Yes. In what sense? Like cars? Yeah, it says, what do you see as the future of Midwest? We'll say um, for the motorsport, for the Midwest drift. Like, I don't know. Do you, do you still see it around in, say, three to five years? 100%. Midwest drifters are definitely strong and growing fast. Um, do you see – I'll ask you this one. Do you see it becoming a more – more of a staple where more events come to the Midwest – and the bigger competitions start coming to the Midwest, so it's not just, you know, the typical places, but it starts to become where people take the Midwest a little bit more serious, I guess. Um, I think – I definitely think so. I think I think the Midwest drift culture is already somewhat well-respected, I guess, if you will. I mean, final bout comes to – us air there's a lot of really great tracks that i've heard of and that i've seen in the midwest for drifting that i think and then a lot of new tracks that have i don't remember what that one place was that the nd drift series is going on at but that's a pretty new track i i heard and that's i mean I've heard a lot of word about a lot more people building tracks for drifting around the Midwest that I think it's definitely a big thing that a lot of people are looking into. 
looking as the kind of the next thing. I think that's awesome, um, especially with so many racetracks being shut down across yeah. the world. Um, just knowing that it's growing, I think, is awesome. Um, and it get, just gives you guys more places to go. And people like me, more places to go sit and watch and have a fun time and meet people. So, um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Again, congrats. I'm super, super excited. I've gone and gotten to meet a few of you guys. Um, that's all I've got for you. Is there anything, uh, anything else you want to talk about? Not really. All right. Sweet, man. Um, definitely glad you came on. It was nice to, uh, nice to have you on. I'll, hopefully I get to meet you next time. Um, sorry for being late. Normally not happening, but I got stuck at home, uh, Menards and got lost in buying stuff. So it's all good, man. Adulting hopefully, stuff. hopefully see you again soon. For sure. Um, and if people want to follow you, get a hold of you, um, how do they do that? Uh, on Instagram at Foxy underscore lady underscore racing is my main thing. Awesome, man. Um, badass truck, badass driving. GLD is way closer than I thought. Now my next one's, was it US Air? Yep. That's a ride. That's Gotta good. check out US Air. Well, hopefully you guys, uh, hopefully you guys have an event up there or something next year because I definitely plan to go a few times. Um, but sweet man. Um, again, appreciate you coming on. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday, and uh, hopefully you get that uh, angle kit figured out for next season. Thank you. I'm in. Take care. You. Too.